1: So we have finally made it in uh, Matthew's gospel to the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. It feels like it has been forever. But uh, man, I have loved just walking through uh, passage by passage in Matthew's gospel. I think it's been so good. And so if you haven't been listening, start from the very beginning. Just go back to Matthew chapter one and just listen all through um, our devotional on Matthew and our Bible study on Matthew. But we are here, we're getting to the point where Matthew has been getting us to. This is where the story of Jesus and the plot of jesus's life is leading and the plot thickens in matthew 26 it it gets more intense throughout the the gospel but it really really gets intense here in matthew chapter 26 um and so it starts off jesus has just come off the three parables that he told the parable um I'm going to look back and make sure I say them right. Uh, But the parable of the ten virgins, the parable of the talents, and then the illustration or the parable of the sheep and the goats. And so here we get into literally the last hours of Jesus' life. And so it starts off in verse 2 where Jesus says this, You know that the Passover takes place after two days, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. So right there, spoiler alert: Jesus yet again tells his disciples, "Hey guys, um, I'm going to be handed over to die after Passover. I- I'm going to be handed over to be crucified." And he's already told them this three times, but here it is again. But w- what's funny is there's no reaction listed in the Bible here. Like there's not a verse three that says, "And the disciples looked at each other and wondered what was happening." There's there there's no um, verse about that or anything. But we kind of uh, from the context around the passage, we we kind of get that they don't believe him, which I I can't say we blame them, right? I mean, you have this guy whose ministry has been fruitful, who has done all these invincible things, walked on water, calmed storms, healed people, all these things. It seems a little bit crazy that he's going to be handed over to die. Um, And so I'll tell you why it seems like we don't, uh, or I'll tell you why it seems like they don't believe him in just a second. But so Jesus predicts his death. And then the, the Bible immediately goes into the story in verse six, where this happens. So let's listen to what happens in Verse six through 16. Let's just read it together. It says, while Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman approached him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. She poured it on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw it, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This might've been sold for a great deal and given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? For she has done a noble thing for me. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. By pouring this perfume on my body, she has prepared me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed to the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of me. Then one of the 12, the man called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, what are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So they weighed out 30 pieces of silver for him. And from that time, he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. So so here is um, why I don't think the disciples Believe Jesus when he said he was going to die. Because this woman comes in and she takes this expensive perfume and basically begins to bathe Jesus, right? Um, she, she begins to pour it on Jesus' head and, and basically this stuff is incredibly expensive. I mean, some scholars say that this perfume is like a year's worth of wages. I mean, this is without a doubt the most valuable thing that this woman has. But the disciples see this woman pouring this on Jesus' head and their initial thought is not wow that's a beautiful moment of worship but their thought is immediately she's wasting this and they take the high road here which is just so annoying right because they say man why is this woman pouring it on jesus she could have sold that and given it to the poor and and which maybe let's give them the benefit of the doubt it maybe makes a little bit of sense when you think about the last parable that matthew told us jesus said whatever you do for the least of these you do for me So maybe in their head, they're thinking that she could have been giving that to all the poor because Jesus just talked about that. But Jesus comes back with kind of a a weird response and he says, the poor are always going to be with you, but you don't always have me. And this is what uh, seems to make sense why they did not realize that Jesus was serious about him dying, because Jesus is saying, I'm about to go, I'm about to depart from you, and yet you're treating this as like it's just casual, yet this woman comes in, understanding what I'm about to do, understanding what I'm about to give, and she worships me in this incredible way. And I'll just tell you, um, in this context and in this day, women were not really used as an example for how to do things. Can I just just being honest with you. Like this in this century in this day, women were, were kinda supposed to be seen and not heard. Uh, they didn't have a major role in society at all, didn't have a major role in the family unit, nothing like that. And so I just wanna tell you the the fact that right before Jesus' death, burial and resurrection, that Jesus uses this woman as the picture of worship, that Jesus uses this lady here as as the definition and the example of how you should be worshiping. Man, what what an incredible example and what a incredible moment in the Bible where it allows this woman to be a part of that in such amazing way. It's a really, really a counter cultural thing for the first century uh views on just sexuality and men and women. It's an incredible thing. And I, I think her example is amazing. And Jesus and Jesus Jesus says that her example is going to be remembered and always told in memory of her. And her example is incredible. In light of Jesus giving his life, Jesus is worth of everything we have to give. So, So in light of Jesus giving his life for us, Jesus is worth everything that we have possibly to give. She is giving away the most valuable thing without a doubt in her home. The most valuable thing she has is this perfume, and yet she's worshiping Jesus by anointing Him in this way. Um, and man, what an incredible example from this woman on how you and I should worship Jesus and not be afraid and not be unwilling to give the most valuable assets that we have to Him.
0: Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15.